0: Welcome to Rome. This is The Bittersweet Life with Katie Sewell and Tiffany Parks. This is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell. I'm Tiffany Parks. I paused there because Tiffany was yawning and I wanted to give her a chance to get it together. (laughs) Anyway, thank you for joining us. This is the podcast where a short-term expat and a long-term expat talk about their experiences. We're also friends. Uh, from middle school I haven't given a
1: recap of who we are and I don't even know how long well hopefully people know who we are by now if you know I guess maybe somebody just happened upon the 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 podcast midway through but read more
0: details at the bittersweetlife.net and go back to the beginning because come on this is a journey
1: (laughs) not a destination (laughs) exactly (laughs) so anyway what's in your mind I've been thinking a little bit about does an expat have the right to complain about the place that they live? Because you love to complain. <laughs> I do. <laughs> no, I don't love it. And and actually, I feel bad when I do it, but I do do it. And I think I've hit the tipping point, the 10-year mark. I mean, all my friends passed this years and years ago. After six months here, they were like, I can't take this place. And I have always been, you know, oh, it's, it's so wonderful. I can never leave. I could never leave Rome. It's too perfect. And I'm starting to... I'm starting to go the other way. The pendulum has begun to swing. I don't know. And How many
0: good years did you have before things about the culture started that bothered
1: you started really rubbing on you? You know, I think it's just this year. Really? You had 10 years? Technically nine, because this is the 10th year. Almost finished with my 10th year here. And I'm not going to say that this isn't, it isn't good anymore. I'm still happy here. I still, I still like it here. And I still, if I, if I ever leave Rome, I will cry my eyes out. And nowhere will ever be the same. But I'm starting to get very frustrated, as I've probably mentioned on previous podcasts, with certain things.
0: Episode 8, you talked a lot about your hatred of traffic. Yeah. What are the other things?
1: I mean, besides, In brief. <laughs> yeah, besides the basic, you know, bureaucracy, headache, people being not helpful in bureaucratic situations, the way the city is run bothers me. It bothers me that it's very difficult to get anything done not because oh it's just a charmingly you know Mediterranean atmosphere everybody's laid back and it's not it's not because of that there are specific reasons and there's a lot of corruption and and it, it bothers me i think what's bothering me is that i'm no longer just an expat i'm becoming a permanent resident perhaps yeah, i mean you're becoming an immigrant perhaps i mean i I'm, I'm in the process of getting citizenship so in in a sense in exactly the sense you are becoming an immigrant. Yeah, I guess I am. And so I think that's why it bothers me more. And and because as I've mentioned in, in a previous podcast, being married to an Italian, I now see the country more from his point of view, from an Italian's perspective, and it, and it upsets me. For example, why isn't the shop paying the taxes? It's for our country. This is going to help everyone here. I pay my taxes. You should pay your taxes. You know, you shouldn't be mad at me for asking for a receipt, because that means that then you have to pay tax on what I bought. So that bothers me. It gets on my nerves that the country isn't run properly, that there's trash in the streets, that buses never run, that people who work in bureaucratic offices are, quite frankly, some of them, ignorant. I have a friend who's planning her wedding, and her passport says she was born in New York, and her birth certificate says she was born in Buffalo, New York. And they're giving her hell over it because they're saying, well, your passport says New York. That means New York City. And she says, no, it's New York State. I had the same problem because I was born in Washington State and my passport says I was born in Washington. So they say, oh, you were born in Washington, DC. No, it's just ignorance like this. It, it, it's getting to the point where I almost want to leave the country.
0: I have a good one. Tell me. You have the little green walking man that tells you it's safe to walk in the crosswalk, mm-hmm. but the cars also have a green arrow to go straight
1: into you. Yes. To turn, not to go straight, but to turn.
0: Yeah, to turn into where you're walking yes. is what I
1: mean. Yeah. No, I mean, that's that's <laughs> d- daily. I have to deal with that. So, I, I, you know, I often complain and I wonder sometimes, what do Italians think about hearing a foreigner complain about their country? That kind of makes me censor myself sometimes. I chose to be here. And an Italian was born here. And yes, they could leave. But it's different. Saying to an Italian, leave your own country because you don't like it, is different than saying to a foreigner, well, if you don't like it, then go back to your own country. And I get it because, you know, if I were in the States, even if I'm not in the States, even if I'm in Italy and and people are bad-mouthing the United States, I get defensive because it's my country. And so I get that I shouldn't be offensive towards Italy when I'm, quote unquote, a guest here. On the other hand, I think, well, maybe I do have the right to complain because this is kind of my country now, too. And do I not want this country to be improved? Not that my complaining is going to do any do any good, but, you know, I don't know. What do you think? Well, it's an interesting question
0: because I'm only here for a year. I don't have the right to complain. Or maybe I have even more carte blanche to complain because I'm just, I'm just seeing it as it is and then I'm out of here or something like that. I'm not a complainer, so I don't really know. But it does make sense to me that Particularly when it comes to the taxes issue, here, uh, if you don't get a receipt,
1: the business doesn't necessarily have to ring it in, right? So is that how it is? If they don't, let's be honest, if you go and buy a pair of shoes and they don't give you a cash register receipt or even a handwritten receipt that's a fiscal receipt, they are not going to report that. And that not only means that they're not going to pay the taxes on the money they earned, but it means that the sales tax that you had to pay is going into their pocket right and so i guess i get what you're
0: saying as far as why shouldn't i complain about that and force them to do it when it's benefiting the whole country other people would have the opinion of why can't the sales people who already have to pay so many business license taxes and things pocket a little extra money for themselves or um, feel like the taxes aren't going to s- what they should be. I don't, I don't know what they would be feeling, but I think there are other people who would see that other point of view.
1: Well, I, you know, to be honest, I see that other point of view too. And I have a friend who's a business owner and she's nickel and dimed and squeezed. And I feel like, geez, how could she even survive unless she didn't try to cut corners here and there? But on the other hand, as someone who has a contract job, I don't have any choice. My taxes are taken out of my paycheck. And they're very high taxes. And the reason that Italian taxes are so high is because they're making up for all of the people who evade taxes. So they have to tax the people who have no choice, extra high. So I'm basically paying tax, my portion, obviously, it's not that high, because I don't have that high of a salary. But all of us who have a salary, we make up for the other people, and we're kind of subsidizing them in a way. And I don't think that's fair. Well, and here you are. You are getting citizenship.
0: And so you are kind of making the transfer from expat to immigrant, although who knows where that line is actually formed. It really is your country. If you're a citizen of this country, this is your country, whether or not you were born here or not.
1: No, it will be. It definitely will be. It's not official yet. It's going to be probably another year and a lot of signed papers and sworn- I have to swear something. I don't know. Hopefully not allegiance. Because technically, I think my allegiance is to the United States. But I have to go through some kind of ceremony. But yeah, when I'm Italian, it'll never be the same. It'll never, I'll never feel like the way that I feel towards America. It's Even though I'm much more at home in Italy, I still will always feel that America is my country, first and foremost. But well, yeah, I wonder if you will feel different. I don't know. I already started to feel different after I got married. And so, I mean, I'm Italian by marriage. <laughs> but... Um, but it'll be different when I'm, you know, officially an Italian citizen. And then if somebody wants to say, "Oh, what do you know, straniera?" Straniera means foreigner. I'll whip out my <laughs> Italian passport. I'm not a foreigner. <laughs> I love it. Uh, well, I guess what I was, where I was going with that
0: was in the United States. I think there are so many examples of immigrants that do stand up for different oh, yeah. things I mean, I mean i mean that's very common yeah right I mean, in wars they really strongly believe in the country we see examples of that all the time and of course we at least in most big cities mm-hmm. respect their opinion and feel like they should be able to express their complaints
1: and desires well i think you think that and i think that yeah like you said in big cities maybe i mean i remember something that happened I don't know if it was the Super Bowl. I think it was the Super Bowl. And there was a commercial. I want to say it was a Coca-Cola commercial. And they had the America the Beautiful song, which is not the national anthem, which a lot of ignorant people said, oh, they're singing the national anthem in foreign language. It wasn't the national anthem. It was America the Beautiful. And it was being sung by people in all different languages. In the United States, though. Spanish people and, you know, Japanese and all of these different cultures. And this huge group of people had an outcry against Coca-Cola and started boycotting Coca-Cola because they thought that this was un-American. And I'm thinking, what could be more American than celebrating the fact that America was built on immigrants? I mean, that's what we all are, unless we're Native Americans. We're all immigrants in some way, our grandparents, our great-grandparents so so it's not all like that i think that from your perspective is living in seattle having worked for npr like that's how you see things and npr is not liberal enterprise come on (laughs) sorry sorry i didn't mean that but you know (laughs) um let's say they're not conservative is that okay no you can't say that either (laughs) they're middle of the road tiffany middle of the road sorry but anyway we can cut that (laughs) Um, but you living in washington state which is the i wanted like the top most liberal states in the the country, you know, you probably see it from that perspective, but I don't think that all Americans do, unfortunately. But yes, you're right in the sense that immigrants to the United States, like they feel American, it seems to me anyway, but they also often protest. There might be this big group of Cuban Americans or um, Ukrainian Americans, I don't know, protesting something, protesting the United States government. I just can't imagine that happening here. You're a foreigner. Get get lost. Get out of here. Do you think
0: that's an attitude that's in Rome, or do you think that's just, uh, I don't know, Italy? I have two questions, actually. Would they treat you differently if you were from the European Union? Or would they still say, listen, foreigner, we don't need to hear, hear your complaints?
1: Yeah, oh yeah. I think there would be not much of a difference. I think there's a, there's a bigger difference between first world, third world. I think I'm treated with much more respect, as wrong as it is, because I'm from a first world country, people from Far Eastern Europe are much more, I mean, I complain that I'm treated badly as an American, but I have nothing to complain about compared to Eastern Europeans or uh, Africans and Asians, Middle Eastern people. So
0: what do you think? I mean, this is almost a question that you have to answer yourself is, do you think that you have the right to complain? And
1: what has given you that right? Mm, I think paying taxes gives me some right. Because, I mean, I'm putting money into the Italian government. So if it's being corrupted and it's going to pay for expensive parties by ministers of the Italian government and their prostitutes, I think I have a right to say that that's not fair. And now that I've been here for... <laughs> I think anyone would ever say... <laughs> I think as- me as a uh,
0: just a temporary ex and say, that doesn't seem fair.
1: <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but yeah, I guess I've earned it after 10 years of living here. And, and I don't not to criticize the the ways that other expats live at all but you know i have some friends who do like you know the six months here six months there thing and i do it full on i live here 51 weeks out of the year pretty much 50 51 weeks of the year and i have done for many years so i kind of feel like i've earned my right to to have a voice i don't think it's fair to completely stereotype people and say all italian women are like this, or all Italian men are like that? That's not right. But to complain about real things, I think I finally trash and that kind of <laughs> stuff. Yeah, the bus system. The bus system. Well, <laughs> what about voting? Do you vote? Not yet. I will be able to when I when I'm a citizen. Are you going to? Oh, absolutely! I can't wait.
0: Now there's so many political parties here. How will you decide? I don't know. I just. I guess I'll have to
1: uh, to study. It's not easy.
0: More abstract than that. You said that up until. Last year, this tenth year, you weren't really complaining. You were in bliss, and maybe that's partly because you got married. But you got married three years ago now, so it can't be just that. Where is this uh, dis ease coming from? We've kind of scratched at this, but is it just that maybe it's time to not live in this city anymore?
1: I don't know. I do think I know. It seems like a small thing, but I do think that my commute has something to do with it. (laughs) I used to ride a bike everywhere, and I didn't really have to deal with the bus system and I didn't have to deal with drivers as much and so I think having to constantly be commuting every day and dealing with mean drivers and mean bus drivers and that has has kind of really gotten on my nerves but yeah I think maybe it's just a time I don't know I can't really answer that how will you ever be able to answer that question
0: because that's (laughs) like the question we've been getting at is maybe it's time to leave Rome maybe we should go to France maybe we should do this and that but what do you think would be the actual deciding point can you even imagine
1: it? Honestly, I think that if I could live in the neighborhood that I live now, Trastevere, forever, I could stay forever. If I could live anywhere in the in the center of historic Rome, I could deal with the bad stuff. But if I because of because I have kids in the future or because I buy a home in the future, if I have to move out to the suburbs of Rome, I don't think I'm going to last. Because then it's like, what's the point? You know, I'm willing to deal with a lot of crap because I love this city. And by the city, I mean the central city. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, If I have to live out in a horrible, ugly, dirty neighborhood and it takes me an hour to get into the city, I don't think all of that crap will be worth it anymore. That's the best I can give you.
0: Well, and just every such a young partying place, Tiffany, why why does this part of the city appeal to you so much granted you don't live over a pizza place like i do but i mean this is a place for young people
1: not completely there's a lot of older people who like older italian I mean, that's a stereotype anyway no well you know to me it's not the partying that draws me i mean yes i do love the fact that there's always something going on and there's always people around i like that but to me what i love about Trastevere is it feels like a like a village kind of it feels like a small town it's got big city feel, but in a small town look, if that makes sense, because in Trastevere, it was the sort of lower class neighborhood until 50 years ago. And so when a lot of the building projects were going on in Italy, particularly in the 1600s, but then again in the 1800s, Trastevere didn't get a lot of the new buildings. It was a little bit neglected, which means that a lot of this neighborhood is very medieval looking. It looks very old, and the buildings are shorter, so there's more sun, and you feel like you're in a little town. The streets are narrow. They're all cobblestoned. It's cute. I can't help it. It's quaint. It sounds superficial, but I just love it. I have noticed
0: that the weather does seem better here than it does in other parts of the city. I'm not sure why, but maybe it's not really better. Maybe it's just that Tristivre, the light and smiles shine on you when you live in Tristivre.
1: For the sun, I think it's a lower building, so you get more sunshine because you don't have all the tall buildings.
0: Well, I think you have the right to complain, but probably for your soul <laughs> or for your personal happiness, yeah, you I should try that. to find other ways to cope. Maybe you should take a boxing or something.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> or you could do a gladiator school. I could. I could. I met my husband at a gladiator school. Well, do tell. <laughs> well, we were at a party that was on the site of a gladiator school. It's a big arena with sand it's made to look like a mini colosseum, very mini um, and it's not old but it's on the Appia Antica which is an ancient street and a friend a mutual friend of ours who studied and or still studies at this gladiator school had rented the space out for a party a costume party a toga party (laughs) basically an ancient Roman costume party and I went and he was there and what can I say
0: Now you love the idea that there's a gladiator school in Rome (laughs) and that there's toga parties happening in Rome, even if there's no bathhouses, which there should be, and that's what you should open as a uh, person who knows the tourist industry. But let's just end by you telling me what gladiator school is because I'm curious now.
1: I don't know that much about it because I've only been to the actual place when it was closed, so I don't know what they do. But I can imagine, I mean, if you think about fencing, right, people study fencing because it's an athletic sport but they don't actually hurt each other they don't stab each other although that's how it, fencing was born it was a way of fighting so i think that the gladiator style of fighting these people who go to the gladiator school they study that art form that martial art they don't actually hurt each other but they they go through the motions and i'm sure that they it's not it's more than just going through the motions but i don't know like wrestling or something similar to that that's cool that's very cool. I'll have to post a picture um, on our site. You, you should. I have the picture of the night my husband and I met. Yeah. Do
0: that. Do that. <laughs> we'll look for that, thebittersweetlife.net. I don't think we answered any questions, but we'll have you cut down on your complaining and you can tell us how you're feeling. And never, never buy that house in the suburbs. I think that's the answer. You
1: need to go talk to my husband
0: about that because he's the one who wants to do that.
1: I know, but you could just refuse. You're half of the partnership. Technically, yeah. <laughs> I don't sound very <laughs> convinced. He, he, he is a stronger, he, he's more stubborn than I am. I don't like to say he has a stronger character than I have, but I think he does. <laughs> maybe you need to go to gladiator school. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> all right, well, we'll leave it there.
0: This is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Tiffany Parks. I'm Katie Sewell. Join us again. Thanks for all the ways you support us. Give us a good rating on iTunes, maybe five stars if you like the show. It will help other people discover that we exist. Thank you. You're the best.